0: (laughs) We We work hard so you can get hard. That's a lot.
1: Woo!
0: I'm sure that was consensual.
1: It was fucking Carl!
0: Hey guys, welcome to Strictly Ball Business episode 47. The AK-47 Andre Karolinko episode. Here I am, Alec, with Dalton. We're ready to talk about the best basketball league in the world. Um, Right now we're in the offseason, obviously, but there's still things going on. Um, Miles Bridges just ruined his life so we're going to talk a bit about that Um, yesterday he officially was charged um, with a couple felonies so always good to add that to your history um, you know if one of your goals is to go to prison in life Um, next after that we'll talk about the formula it takes to become a contender for an NBA championship after that we'll talk about the top five front offices in the NBA, maybe these teams that have that formula figured out, you know? Um, we'll also talk a bit about next players that we think are gonna become all-stars, why we think that is, and then we'll finish up the episode predicting the Detroit Pistons five years from now in terms of their team success and player success individually. Um, so yeah, here we are. We're gonna start out strictly ball business, episode 47, baby um miles bridges just ruined his life and he just ruined um a, another couple people's lives it seems and just decided he's a he's a giant piece of shit and wanted to reveal that to the world you know i didn't really realize that um things definitely started going downhill for him this offseason though because first he posted the picture of um him with a cup of lean um and of course we all know in this off season he was lined up to get like 160 million dollars um, in extension money and instead he ends up with one felony of injuring a child's parent and two counts of child abuse and uh, those are also felonies and then he assaulted uh, these are stemming from assaulting his girlfriend the mom of his two children in front of both of them mm-hmm. uh, bail is set at one hundred eighty thousand dollars. I haven't looked into it, but I'm sure he's already posted. That. I'm sure he's already done it. Yeah, yeah. So I'm sure he's sitting at home like a fucking asshole. Uh, but hopefully he gets some prison time. I mean, what what do you think on this whole story here? Yeah, I mean,
1: it sounds like it's pretty concrete. Like things were there. Like uh, usually when these are federal charges are applied, it's because it's like police officers filed the report. They saw it's not a domestic thing. Like the he's pretty much gonna be going away. <laughs> like there's not much saying to it. But like man for the
0: court date at this point
1: yeah aside from like the obvious fact that he did it in front of the kids like that's in itself is its own thing like we can talk about that but like the basketball side of it man he fucked up Uh, he probably like Pacers just uh you got to think about it like he could have yeah gotten that extension if uh, Michael Jordan wanted to release it but like Pacers just offered a max DeAndre Ayton he didn't, and they didn't get him. So now they have, they had a max laying around. You wouldn't think they would have, wouldn't have some money at Miles Bridges if he was available. So it's yeah, I tough. definitely
0: think many teams were interested in him until uh, yeah. this happened, like right as free agency started. Yeah, he like, had a
1: all star esque season. Guy, guy looked pretty good. Not good, in, not good in the postseason, but during the regular season. No, he season, just broke out this great. year.
0: I mean, we spent a lot of this year talking about Miles Bridges as the most improved player of the year. We thought he was the favorite for that award for a long time this season. Um, And here he is, and it doesn't look like, I hope at least, that he'll never play another minute in the league. No,
1: yeah, uh, I doubt that very much. Even if he comes back from it, I don't see him playing uh, professional basketball like that. Um, I mean, it's just... Oh, I don't know what else to say. I mean, like it's just like you. Sometimes you forget that these NBA players are just normal people, and they make like I'm not saying this is. It's just a guy making a mistake. I'm just saying like, these are just normal people. You can get these like felony people like you can't. You can't tell. You know, like I wasn't yeah, oh, able yeah. to predict this at all. So it's just it's crazy. And I love how uh, the NBA is not giving that. They're they're putting out reports about it, but they're not making it as huge of a deal because they're like, yeah, yeah, we're not gonna. fine we're not gonna glorify what he's done like he's just a criminal like that's just how they're treating it and i was like that's that's good i support that
0: yeah i think they're you know everyone's waiting for um official booking as well you know he did get charged officially yesterday so we're talking a bit more about it now but uh even now it's gonna be in limbo for a bit till he you know goes to court and then gets charged finally but or officially gets indicted i mean and hopefully that's a quick process because it does seem like a pretty shut and closed case
1: yeah yeah i'm just seeing if Um, there's any
0: photos of of herself and uh there's a video recording of of the child describing the experience as well so i don't see him yeah i don't see him getting out of this one um
1: yeah, they, they haven't really. Uh, the Hornets haven't really pushed out at this time of recording this. Haven't really pushed out a definitive statement. They just said like we're aware of it. We're gathering information. Yeah. Uh, yeah. That's no what no they, more. That's comment. what they've been doing,
0: and they haven't rescinded the qualifying offer either um, officially yet. Um, you know, would love to see that get rescinded ASAP. But yeah, um, yeah. I can. I, I feel like I, I don't know what they're waiting for. I guess maybe they're waiting for. Um, him to get officially indicted then they can get money back somehow i'm not sure it's not like they haven't locked under contract for any more years like just cut him loose be done with him
1: yeah i wonder like (laughs) uh, like not that he should deserve this money at all but if the front office was going to do something to save money i wonder if they pulled back the qualifying offer if they get money off their cap uh or something like that's tradable but I don't know. Uh, I don't understand. From what I know of how contracts work, I have no idea why they haven't rescinded this,
0: as they should. Uh, like, yeah, because from not, what I understand, he would just become a free agent at that point, and you don't have to re-sign him.
1: Yeah, and it's like unless they had uh, he had a guaranteed contract or anything, like they don't owe him any money, and there's not no way of getting cap back because he's a because they let him get to free agency. So it's not like he's. Yeah, uh, I'm sure. I think he has a. Like when they're restricted free agents, they take up a certain, like a projected cap. So his is probably like $15 million, which means not all it means is that if they hold on to his rights, then that it takes that off of like the cap. But it's we're past that point where it matters anymore. So there's no, yeah, I think it's obvious the only
0: reason they're holding on to him is because the hopes maybe they can play him again, which is deplorable and disgusting and irresponsible. They need, to, they need to cut him ASAP. I think yeah. um, especially Michael Jordan owns this team. Like, do you want your reputation destroyed? Because like, I ain't never fucking touching Jordans. I ain't never talking good about Jordan again if uh, he supports this guy. Yeah,
1: I mean, that's like, you can't, this is something like, I mean, you look at like what Jason Kidd did. It's, I, I, it's not as similar just because like I mean, it's similar, but like this is an active player, and like, uh when they have one, Jason Kidd, he's gone. And, I mean, like, there's no reason any team should be holding on to him. You know, I, don't, I there's yeah, not much I totally say other than they're they're fucking up. It's irresponsible to like still hold. Be like, well, what if this is be like listen, man? because yeah, that's what they're doing. It's the
0: well, what if point one percent? It's like no, it's zero percent. Hold him. Be done with it. You you have you had a chance to make a statement right away if you were the Hornets by cutting him and saying we don't put up with that behavior we um, are donating you know X amount of dollars to women abuse I think they even did donate something to domestic abuse after mm-hmm. that but then they you know still have him on the team it's it's kind of like it's you know it's, it's, it's kind of like a slap in the face like you fucking um, say like you care about the victims but then you continue to have him employed like I want to see him cut immediately yeah, it's like
1: Russia where they're like, you got to destroy all your nukes. They're like, hey, nukes are bad. Nobody should have nukes. Like, you still have nukes. Yeah, but they're bad. Bad nukes. Nukes are bad. <laughs> Doesn't make sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I, I get that. Uh, he fucked fucked up his career. Dropped the bag. I don't know what's harder. Uh, this fall, this fall from grace or Dennis Schroeder's. is definitely definitely this one.
0: <laughs> definitely this one. I mean, I mean, this is uh, this is a guy I hope to never ever see in the league again. So. Yeah, that that was about a hundred and fifty
1: million dollar punch he threw at his uh, girlfriend. So I I guess he's gonna feel it. Did you
0: see the photo of her? It no, wasn't I haven't. One punch. Her whole body was bruised up, dude. Okay. He so he abused this woman bad. Like i sure he was. I yeah he attacked her. I'm pretty sure he threw her around like yeah in front of the kids. Like disgusting. Throw the fucking book at this guy. Like I do not want to hear about him again after this no no that's that's ridiculous and yeah that, that the report
1: is they they just say attacked she was attacked not like literally not just by like an animal hit. yeah like the oh my god well uh that's all we yeah, have let's move on from him this yeah. disgusting topic come on yeah, man. yeah.
0: let's get to some light uh some lighter stuff Freaking miles bridges i yeah. we'll move on from him um strictly ball business we are talking about the formula on how to become a contender in the NBA. Um for you, Dalton, what is that formula? Is it a step-by-step process? You know, what what's it gonna be? So it is like uh step-by-step and it prioritizes certain things. I have
1: five variables that fit into what make a, a championship. And like it's easy to say the variables, but variables and it's like so first off, it starts off with a superstar, a superstar, not an all-star or whatever. So you pull out and that like obviously Hornets are looking at uh, Lamelo Ball to be their superstar. Rebuilding teams, Spurs don't have a superstar, and they—I don't think they thought that Dejounte Murray was going to be that superstar. So like, that's why they step back. Like, we got to get back to the draft board, etc. So once you get your superstar, that's the first step. You recognize it: Giannis, Curry, LeBron, James Jokic. Harden at some point, Jokic. Yeah, once you discover you have him. Then you still um in that draft process. Hopefully you pull out somebody like look at the Grizzlies did, where they're like, Jaws our superstar, but we pulled out, uh, an all like who could eventually be a fringe all star type guy. I don't they don't need to be an all star. Actually, they do need to be an all star. It's Desmond Bain, so he can, I he might be able to. I make think an he's all-star a league.
0: potentially all star type yeah.
1: player. Why not? He's just had a great second season. You're right. I was just gauging it off of what he did this year. It was a fringe all star type uh season with seventeen. Only in a second points. year? Yeah. Only a second year. So he can become an all-star. Certainly, there's a floor there. But um that's the second thing, is you gotta have a second a scoring all star next to him. Uh not like uh Draymond Draymond I'll get to like Draymond Green's uh and Rudy Gobert's type of all stars, but you need a scoring all star. Like uh Bradley Beal, Donovan Mitchell, you need a guy that can go out there and average 20, 22, 23 a game next to your superstar. Uh, that adds a little bit reliability, flexibility to offenses. Certainly, if the superstar has to sit out, you can stay, uh, you can stay honest on the floor with a all star leading your uh, offense like that. Um, my third thing is a top ten defensive player. So a lot of things you can look at the Warriors for this. They got their superstar in Steph Curry. They got their all star and Klay Thompson. Granted, Ah uh, Draymond Green turned into an all star, but certainly not the nor the prototypical way an all star becomes all star, right? So he's a top 10 defensive player. That's why they won a championship. That's why they're contender. Look at all the contenders. They all have a top 10 defensive player. Marcus Smart. Um, the Nuggets didn't get there. Uh, will they? We'll see. They. I, I still yet have yet to see that uh, defensive guy. Um, Drew Holiday and Giannis are both on the Bucks. Joel Embiid is on the uh, 76ers. I mean, I, I can talk more. Pascal Siakam's really good defensively, but it's more about the system. So, you get guys like that and you can make that push. Anthony Davis when they won the Lakers was a top 10 defensive player. So uh that's a, that's the a third thing. Uh adaptive coaching is another huge thing that they need. And then uh filling the the last five. So adaptive coaching it's pretty it's pretty self-explanatory. And the fifth yeah. thing is filling needs of superstars. So like take Trey Young, get some more perimeter defenders, pull them in if need be uh Next to Giannis, you need shooters. I mean, every team needs shooters, but it's the amount of shooters, like what you can do without them. So um, you cover up for the inefficiency of, of that Superstar because that Superstar is going to have the ball in their hands most of the time. If you need a better playmaking, you pull in guy, Rondo, Pepe, whatever, you, you throw around what you need. Yeah. What do you think of those five?
0: No, I, I'm down with it. I think that was more than five steps. You had, a, you had oh, quite shit. a few different things linked in there. I'm just kidding. Uh, I, I like it, though. It makes sense to me. I think um overall like building your team is not always going to be the same exact formula but there are you know some similarities across teams that win championships um for me step 1 is got to get bad got to get really bad if you are a small market to mid market team um if you're the Lakers or the Heat it doesn't really matter um uh, because you can just bring in nice free agents who want to live there so you know, mm-hmm. we don't all live under that umbrella. Um, so most teams have to get really bad. Even the Houston Rockets live in Texas. You think a lot of people would be going to Houston. They had to get really bad recently. Yeah. Orlando, Florida. Orlando, Florida. <laughs> uh <laughs> apparently not everybody likes Disney World. Uh um, yeah, I guess. So you gotta get really bad. And then with those picks, you acquire players that are star potential uh type of players and are hungry to win. So, you know, hopefully you get your star out of here. If you're able to get him in like the top part of the draft, great. That's where it usually happens. Not always does it work out that way, obviously with Giannis and in a greater example with Jokic. But, you know, like you said at this, is this is the point where you're just acquiring as many solid, uh, great potential players that you can and find out which one's your superstar that you're going to build around. And like, where, uh, where else do you have around that um, after that? it's you trade for your missing piece so like you've got your guys you figured out you know your young guys that have been working within your system they've got the defensive mentality that your coach has given them and you know they understand the plays effectively now you're trading for your missing piece that's like a veteran um who, who's already done it for another team and he's coming and show you the ropes in another way so gotta get it like those veterans who really can show you how to win because most players like yeah they're gonna um resonate with some coach as well but like you need that peer to peer coaching as well and having a guy like Patrick Beverly in your ear or having a guy like uh, Marcus Morris in your ear like the stuff is important uh, a guy who's played in the in the league a few years is going to help your your team out a lot yeah um,
1: yeah oh, that's a huge point like that that's fills in the that fourth one I had about filling in needs for, uh, what like, if you have a, like, Steph Curry's more of a quiet, he's a leader, he's a leader, but he's more of a quiet guy. He's not that guy that's going to push it. That's what Draymond's there for, and that's why he's, yeah. at, like, you fill in uh, the the deficiencies of the superstar, and that was one Steph Curry had, and they brought him in. Also, obviously, a, one of the best defa- Hall of
0: Fame defensive player, I'd say. Well, and unfortunately for the Warriors, they were able to bring Draymond in as a second-round pick. Mm -hmm. So like, it wasn't even like they recognized this need of theirs and they went and traded for it or signed a free agent. Um, They just did a great job at drafting the right guy and it worked out. Um, Usually doesn't work out that way for everyone. But um, step four for me is just like working the margins each year to improve. So like you've got your team, you've got your coach Uh, each year. There's going to be a reason that you're going to tell yourself why you didn't make it further. And so you're going to make some change. And so each year, you just got to improve on the margins. I mean, like, what did the Bucks do this year after they didn't they didn't make the championship in a year? You know, they decided we're going to extend Bobby Portis because he's great. We know that. Um, and then didn't they do something else? Didn't they bring in someone new? Yeah, they
1: brought some. Oh, shit. Uh, so, like, they brought in Grayson Allen last season. He's staying. Grayson oh, Allen, Allen
0: last season. Well, so who now he's they? a big part of their team.
1: They just got oh they re-signed Serge Ibaka uh, hope, hoping he's gonna be uh, healthy. I think that was pretty much it. I don't know if they brought they re-signed. Um, we did a video on him. What was that point guard? The back to uh, and um, but no yeah the but but also the Bucks part of their thing is the injuries. So now the se- as the season goes on, you'll see them uh, a little bit not as you'll see their stars play less minutes. They're gonna make sure everyone's healthy by the time they get in to the playoffs you're gonna see that as a huge uh thing that's taking place this season more towards the end of the season i'd say yeah But um i'd say the hardest part of uh rebuilding i mean we say all this stuff like it's easy but like getting that superstar is the hardest part i mean the magic heaven
0: right yeah. that's <laughs> why you have to hard. get really bad because yeah. it's the easiest way to get that star these days
1: exactly yeah and i mean it's and even that's not a um
0: not a, perfect, not a guarantee perfect formula because the lottery yeah.
1: yeah and even who you might draft to drafted andrew yeah. wiggins thinking he was it
0: well and, and even andrew wiggins was one of the better top draft picks the wolves had in years they mm-hmm. also took derrick williams second overall and he was a total bust. uh west johnson fourth overall and he was a total bust like um like this year i don't know who's gonna bust in the top five but realistically, they can't all be stars.
1: No, that's right. So like you got to getting that superstar is a lot harder, but uh, everything else can be traded for. But it's really hard to trade for a superstar. Um, yeah, situation situation comes around sometimes. Pieces. But like yeah.
0: if you get to a situation like the Knicks are right now and you're looking to trade for Donovan Mitchell because like you don't already have a star and you're trying to bring one in then you just end up like gutting in the team. Whereas mm-hmm. if you're able to draft that guy, then you didn't have to gut your team for him. And you can, you know, improve further on the margin for a, a better, you know, second and third option. Yeah. I mean, look at the 76ers. They they have their
1: superstar, but they traded for that all-star, that scoring all-star next to, uh. Well, granted, he's a, Jar- Harden's also a superstar, not playing like one currently, but they gutted the entire yeah. team for that.
0: He's still a, uh, a star-like player. It's something I'll say on Harden, uh, for this upcoming season, as I do think he's going to bounce back. He's uh, been fighting some hamstring injuries the last couple of years, and he's been talking about that. And I think um, scoring is going to come back stronger for him. We'll, we'll see how he does in the playoffs, but I think overall still a star player. What's been interesting for the Sixers with building up more from where they were was because they were obviously so bad. They were the process um, and they accumulated tons of draft picks. They failed on tons of them, but they hit on a couple of them. And now they've pivoted and pivoted till they've gone to this point. You know, they traded for a superstar before and he left them. Um, so yeah. now they've, they tried it again. And now this guy wants to stay. It's a new situation and who knows? Maybe they'll get a championship out of it. Yeah. But these are the
1: pieces uh, that we thought would make a contender. If you guys disagree or you guys have other things that we're missing out, let us know. Comment below. But while we're on this subject, I, we're gonna jump into our top five front offices because we just gave some insight in our last topic about the effect they have and how much a front office, what they do, affects winning a championship. It's not just players on the floor; it's all. Uh, and that's that should shouldn't be uh, said because it's just obvious. But still, like they need their uh, they need their shine in the light. So we're here to tell to recognize our top five. Uh, what's your fifth? What's your fifth?
0: My fifth, um, I have the Memphis Grizzlies. I think they have done a phenomenal job in drafting lately. Um, I I forget who the executive is over there, but he just won executive of the year. So congratulations to him. I think he's a pretty young dude too, from what I remember. So I like what they're doing so far. Obviously with John Morant, they did a good job um, in just landing the second overall pick. They, they didn't, you know, do anything else besides being bad the year before to get there. But good job at getting Jaron Jackson. Great job at getting Desmond Bain. You know, they've consistently gotten a, a ton of good role players. They traded away one, DeAnthony uh, Melton, I thought they should have kept. But I really like this team, and they ended up getting to the fucking second seed last year. You know, who knows what they'll do um, beyond that for this year. Yeah, Zach Kleinman.
1: Uh, that's that climate okay yep.
0: um, yeah he's a pretty young guy from what i remember
1: yeah the grizzlies Uh, they didn't make my list but uh they did a great job they like i i told you at the beginning of this episode i went through uh a few of these and i was like there's a, there could be a lot like everyone's five top five can look completely different because there are some that do some really good things uh like the grizzlies obviously they've uh they've drafted really well i'm still a little questionable on some trades uh that they've made but They've done a great job overall. They didn't. I'd say they would be my sixth or seventh, but they've been. Yeah, awesome. I mean, I
0: was questioning trades that they did till they got the second seed this year. Yeah, yeah, that's right. I mean, then it was, it was, was the like, pudding. okay. I mean, they obviously know more than me. <laughs> yeah. No. Yeah. For
1: sure. I mean, all the we, we we talk about all this stuff, but like we obviously don't know that much. We just like talking about it. Yeah. Um. But my fifth is uh, it's pre- they might be a lot higher on your list. Is the Miami Heat uh, Pat Riley legend uh always gonna he's gonna be a top five executive of all time probably if not the top five he's great this this best culture in the nba and that's been bred by from top to bottom from the the worst player to the highest exec and that's just been part like for years uh almost since creation of the heat uh has that been around and they've always they've shown they've drafted well they've been able to retain their stars keep them happy and they uh make splashes in free agency i mean. The Heat, probably, they weren't exactly a, uh, before LeBron went there, and they weren't a free agency destination, but they created it with uh, how they did it, and now they forever will be because of the
0: the um, South Beach
1: three, you know?
0: Oh, yeah. No, for sure. That's a, a great front office there. Pat Riley has been a mogul in the NBA for years. They are able to get stars to want to wanna go there, um, or at least star-like players like, Jimmy Butler is a star, but like he's definitely below some other guys in this league. Yet they were able to get to a championship with him and other dudes around him. Mm-hmm. Duncan Robinson, I felt like came out of nowhere um yeah. that one year. Like he's he was out of the rotation this year now. Um things seem to change year by year with the heat. Like you get a new guy you've just never heard of. Like, who the hell is Max Struce? All of a yeah. sudden became a good player this year, took over Duncan Robinson's job. Like, okay. <laughs> yeah
1: they get all these undrafted like they have the best scouting department for undrafted uh players them and uh, uh i'd say the warriors I to, can take these undrafted players and develop them so well they find them that they have great job they both do great jobs so that's the most impressive spot yeah but, totally agree. Um, i'll jump right into my four really high on the four is uh the toronto raptors masai nujiri does a great job year in and year out it's kind of hard to say, like, you always see them at the top. It's kind of rare to see them at the bottom. They're always they able to retain. But The one thing they do best on out of all the teams I'm going to mention is retaining the value when they trade someone. Is he, uh, they, they get something back, whether it's DeMar DeRozan, with it's Kyle Lowry, they get a uh, certain value back where they're not uh, in a year or two. It looks like you forgot that they missed out. They traded that person because they're still successful. You
0: know what I mean? Yeah, no, totally agree. I think uh, the Raptors have a phenomenal front office. Masai Ujiri's uh, reputation speaks for itself. And they took the big home run swing that year to bring in Kawhi Leonard. And they got the home run. They got the freaking championship. And since then, they've done a great job rebuilding. They've gotten Scotty Barnes out of this thing when everybody on the draft and their mother thought that they were going to draft Jalen Suggs. Yeah. Um, Instead, they drafted the rookie of the year. (laughs) Yeah.
1: Yeah, and it was it was the a huge pick like that. Now it's just uh, we'll see what they do. Now they certainly need to make some changes, but they're they're back up there, fourth seed this year yeah, again.
0: They're a contender. I mean, so to to be right back there, um, from just a couple of years removed from the Kawhi Championships, crazy. Um, my number four is the Philadelphia 76ers. Um, I really like what they've done this off season. And over the last year overall, obviously, with the Daryl Morey uh, handling of Ben Simmons, he played that perfectly when everybody thought like, oh, you could have traded him like a million times, but he held out so he could get his boy James Harden and he got him. Yeah, um, that was pretty impressive. The new the new 76ers because of with Daryl Morey, it's only he only took over last year, right? Uh, I, Yeah, I feel like. Yeah, last year must have been the first year maybe it was the second year though this is either his second or third year Yeah, okay. yeah i think this i think he's going into his third year i'm pretty okay. sure yeah, yeah he's this is, i think uh doc river's third year
1: yeah he's done a great job i don't know uh, it's tough because it's still like as an orlando fan i know their player relations still aren't the best and maybe that'll change under darrell but like what had the ben simmons granted he's kind of he's Ben Simmons, but also there's, you can see a certain flow in the back with what happened with Marco Fultz. as Mark. Um, no, oh, yeah,
0: absolutely. a couple there's other players. Can, I'm trying to, a lot of about. shit. They fumbled like Jilo Okafor. for, yep. um, that was a bust immediately. Um, I mean, Mark Fultz was a whole situation and they didn't get shit back for him in return in the end. Um, but I, I think this overall, this new front office is really excellent. Um, so I, I've liked what I've seen from them. And I think like maybe it'll pay off in the championship. Um, my number three actually was the Toronto Raptors. And um, I'll go ahead and tell you my number two was the Miami Heat. <laughs> so uh, you had them a lot lower than I thought. But um really like both those front offices like the Toronto Raptors um, have done a great job of staying relevant in the East for a team that's in Canada and you know, wasn't relevant for all of my childhood. Um, now for like the last decade, they've, they've been great. Um, and, and the Miami heat just in a different way. They've, they've always been consistent. They, you know, they've had Eric bolster forever since he was a young coach and like, they just continue to grow there. And I guarantee once Pat Riley's done, Eric's bolster will probably move into to the front office eventually.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I can totally see that happening. Uh the, both both great picks. I like it. Um my third, it's actually a little surprising, but let, let me justify is Bro- the Brooklyn Nets. So they were thrown an impossible curveball. We've talked about it. We Kyrie Irving Irving, like what the fuck do you do with that, right? So but leading up to that, what they were able to do, what they the where they were, they were just a graveyard of a franchise. Nobody wanted to go there. Uh, to rebuild with no picks they traded they rebounded from that Kevin Garnett trade and Paul Pierce that just fell apart it was not worth it and they convinced their they convinced uh KD and Kyrie to come at the time great choice i mean they did everything they could to make uh LeBron happy they did every I mean, LeBron Kevin Durant to uh, retain him and Kyrie i mean they they entertained Kyrie just not playing for a whole season what they would do everything, and then they went out and they traded and got James Harden. We were just talking about how impossible it is to trade for a superstar, and he's—they went out and did it. Uh, and what's more impressive is, yeah, he wanted to go there, but convincing the teams uh, to take the package—they arrived. Like there's, I don't think that that package would have traded if if he didn't want to go there so bad. So like, they've done an impressive job. Now we're going to have to see what they retain from this, from these two now. But uh, I think I'm still impressed with what Brooklyn was able to do.
0: Yeah, no, I agree. I think uh, that's not a bad pick. I certainly like the way they're playing their uh, situation right now. They very well might still have Kevin Durant for this next four years of his contract. Cause like they are not getting offers that are worth trading him. Um, he's a superstar. And it's like, well, I could either have Kevin Durant play on my team or I could trade him away for OG Ananobi and some picks. Like, why would I do that? Yeah. Michael That's Bridges and it. some picks. Why would I do that? Either here own picks? Garbage. Why would I do that? Like, I would much rather just take my chances with Kevin Durant and whoever else.
1: Yeah. Give me, give me an all, at very least, uh, minimum of what, uh, along with a, a pick package. Is give me an all star and a and a young star that can be a, a young potential with that can be an all star. Like, I don't know, uh pull out I uh, like a Cade Cunningham, a Cedic Bay, someone like that, you know. But but like more meat. <laughs> give me more
0: meat in this trade, you know? Yeah, I mean uh, I fe- I just feel like um the Raptors, like, if they're not including Scotty Barnes, like I'm not listening to them if I'm it. the Nets. Um not at all. Like the Pelicans if they're not offering Brandon Akram I'm not listening oh. Oh, um, yeah that's right and like Miami Heat and Phoenix Suns have nothing in, in my opinion so not, it's just no, like, one it seems it's like I, in my opinion it just doesn't seem like he's even gonna get traded and I'm fine with that um but like do they do they trade Kyrie um, they, they should I do feel like they should trade Kyrie I mean
1: unless they think they can repair it but I I I I'd be like Kevin man look what Kyrie's doing like come on let us trade him get him the fuck out of here like we won't even like we'll just take Westbrook and buy him out if that's what if that's what need be we'll just take and like get something else but um let me move in to my set my number two is the Cel- Boston Celtics um I love Brad okay he, he's done, they've done a great job built through the draft The uh what they've done through the draft is the most impressive part and that's why yeah. they're up here um, no, that's they, true. I did
0: consider them in my top five. I just didn't no. do it.
1: Great at development. What they've done for uh, Jalen Brown wasn't supposed to be much when he was drafted, honestly. He was just a not a throwaway pick. He was all, only honestly, the third overall pick. Only, but like, nobody was saying where he could be like, as, as big. Like, there was very little hype around him getting picked at three, if you remember. It was no, all Ben Simmons and Brandon Ingram were.
0: I will were, say both Tatum and Brown were picks that like I didn't really – Necessarily think about maybe I just wasn't as deep in the draft as I should have been, but yeah. like you know, Exceeded those were just Danny Ainge knowing like these guys are going to be stars. Yeah. Oh yeah.
1: And they were able to make trades like the smart trades of when we heard they were bringing Al Horford back, we're like, what the fuck? That's worthless. Turns out he was a huge piece uh, yeah. of why they made made it to the finals. Like it's they know that they do these things and they're able to retain just as well as I. I uh, said what the Raptors were able to do. The Celtics can retain. They lost Gordon Hayward. They got back. I mean, what turned into Fournier, but Fournier like left or whatever, but they were still able to turn into just a star leaving into all right. We'll bring in a fringe fringe shooter, a 17 points per game guy. We can get that. So they were able to do a bunch with what they, what they can do. So they use the tools at their disposal. And I really was impressed by that. Brad Stevens. What a guy.
0: Yeah. And they, um, You know, from that Brooklyn Nets and Celtics trade from years ago, they got Tatum, Brown, and Marcus Smart from those picks. And there was a pick that the Celtics ultimately traded away to the Cavs for Kyrie Irving, and that pick uh, turned into Colin Sexton. So out of all the picks they got from Brooklyn out of that trade, it was Jason Tatum, Jalen Brown, Marcus Smart, and Colin Sexton. Like, what? (laughs) Yeah.
1: Insane, absolutely Um, insane.
0: Robert Williams, great pick. Um, a twenty seventh overall pick. Like you fucking just nail that. You get a great defensive center. Like what else you gonna? What else you asking for there? Like at the at that low in the draft, you basically never get someone like that. No, I know it's,
1: it's all for that. But um, all right. So that was those. Who was your first pick?
0: I think we both have the same here. I mean, it's the Golden State Warriors yeah. obviously. Um, yeah. Fresh off the championship, they're in the uh, tail end of their dynasty, I hope, but I don't know. <laughs> yeah, you don't
1: know. We still could put it back next year, or the next two years, i say.
0: The Jordan Poole era is about to start, you know?
1: <laughs> yeah, I don't know about that one, but they've done a great job all around the board. We've touched on everything this video, and they've done all of it correctly. Trades, development. Uh, undrafted, scouting, uh, drafting.
0: Well, like, what what have they done wrong? <laughs> yeah, I mean, they, they continue to hit it every year. And they traded for Kevin Durant one year because he was enthralled enough to go there. Signed um, him. Then they traded um, yeah, Signed, him, signed for... him and then traded him. But, yeah, I mean, really, they don't, like, the reason they have Wiggins on the team is just because, like, they pivoted from, you know, Durant to D'Lo to him. Um, just by trying to fluctuate some money here and there, but Joe Lacob, he's he's always been willing to pay the luxury tax. Uh, today I saw he called the luxury tax unfair. To that I say, shut the fuck up! <laughs> You're a whiny billionaire. <laughs> like, you but, won four championships. You have like
1: I think it's like the third most profitable franchise in the NBA right now. Shut up! <laughs> like, <yeah>. come on.
0: <laughs> like uh, that. That's what I would say to that. Um, I've got about no sympathy for him there because I mean, he's okay. definitely still making more money than he's losing by far. Um, but yeah, this Warriors team has has made it um, um, easy to like them in a lot of ways. Obviously, like I hated them like when they had Durant um, this championship they had this year. It was cool to see really, um, you know, enjoy Steph Curry as a player and Klay Thompson and, they were both drafted by the team and obviously grammar was too, and a bunch of other guys um yeah. and they continue to find guys deep like jordan Poole, gary payton like um gary payton the second i mean he just was applying to be an intern before this season and they told him no um eventually you're gonna get a spot in the rotation
1: <laughs> crazy and then you now they got him a good career now ah, uh, yeah i mean what the craziest thing is now, once they're all is said and done, the Golden State Warriors are now a major franchise. I can still see fran- uh, people just wanting to go there in the future, whether Steph Curry's there or not. I still think they're going to be a major market now because yeah, of what they're able true. to do.
0: They've just yeah, turned they that they have in. catapulted themselves. Like, I mean, they're, they've been more relevant than they've ever been in their f- history now. I mean, they were not a championship winning franchise before this, really. So. No. But
1: Golden State Warriors, no brainer. that that that, that's not that hard to think of yeah what might be a little hard to think of is as we uh shift roles we predict uh just as last season we had uh this season we saw a few first time uh, all-stars join now i want to ask you who do you think this season will get to enter the stage for the first
0: time that all-star game
1: who's who's uh rookie all-star is it this year
0: um, I think this year Tyrese Halliburton and Anthony Edwards are the guys I got my eyes on. I think there's an outside shot for Keldon Johnson and Desmond Bain as well. Um, but really, really looking at Tyrese Halliburton and Anthony Edwards to be those guys to break out this year. Uh, Tyrese Halliburton going to have a full season with this Pacers team where he's mainly running the show. And he's got a, a new running mate there in Benedict Matherin who he can throw some assists to. Um, he's still got Miles Turner. They Buddy. almost got DeAndre Ayton. So you know that um, the Pacers are interested in getting better. So who knows? Maybe they're going to trade for someone.
1: Yeah. I mean, uh, maybe they might end up getting Ayton at the trade deadline anyway uh, with for Miles Turner and Buddy Yield or whatever. We'll, we'll still see. Um, Cause that, uh, Aiden can't get traded till January now, and you gotta think that he's not ha- not happy. <laughs> so, uh, I mean, I think he's happy. He got his money. Eh, we'll see. I mean, he wanted to leave the Suns for a reason, but um, but that's not the video. So, uh, I didn't think about Tyrese Halliburton. So, I think he's gonna have all star numbers. I don't think he'll make it just because of team success. If Aiden was on the team,
0: I pro- I was like, maybe, maybe he, he no, would. No, I think he's going to have all-star be- numbers. Yeah. He averaged all-star numbers um, in his games with the Pacers last year.
1: Yeah. But Anthony Edwards, I actually have an argument that he would have, he was, I thought he was better this season than LaMelo Ball. and LaMelo Ball made an all-star game. And obviously, he didn't because the West is pretty packed. But I, if Anthony Edwards doesn't make an all-star game this year, it'll be a fucking crime. Because you got to think the Wolves are going to be uh, top five seed this season. Um and they're allowed two all stars, the top five, and I think he's certainly gonna play. He played like an all star last season, at 21 points per game, uh, uh, 44, 35, 78. Yeah, I'd yeah. say. I, I've seen yeah. all stars do worse. So uh, I mean, Chris Middleton uh, only averages 18 points a game. He's an all star. So yeah, right, I mean, at some a point you efficient. just
0: like once he get in once, they just vote you over and over again. So yeah. once he gets in for the first time, he'll he'll just keep getting in. Right. But it is lame that now Lamelo has one ahead of him because that's BS. Yeah,
1: um, maybe now that they don't have Miles and uh, maybe they'll, they'll sink down and he won't <laughs> have the uh, the uh, standing to justify his All Starship. But
0: man, they're gonna get so bad now.
1: <laughs> yeah, I have two other guys that I think uh, are due for an All Star appearance. Uh, first one is Shea, SGA. I think uh, depending on how Chet does, if they make some noise, he might. Shay might show up and be an all-star I mean he's certainly he's had all-star numbers for the last two years um so I
0: I wouldn't be surprised if he made an all-star uh team this year yeah, I, I can see it. it yeah he definitely deserves it I think everyone just doesn't give many credit because he's on the thunder
1: yeah I mean maybe not this year but maybe next year we'll see him on an all-star team uh get one more draft maybe pull in a few free agents uh uh French free agents like I don't know who else at this moment but uh, my third guy is De'Aaron Fox. I think uh, this year might, he he might finally get an all-star. He's has a star next to him. They've done, they've got, went out, got shooting. They got some of their deficiencies. Now we'll see what uh, the new coach will do for uh, defense. So I'm, I'm excited to see what they're going to do. Um, and this might be the year for him. I mean, he's had all-star numbers last outside of uh, his sophomore, of his rookie year. He's had all-star numbers there, so I—he's one guy I really want to see uh, playing the all-star game. Yeah, super
0: fun. I'd like to see it too, but I think it's going to take the Kings winning games for that to happen.
1: Yeah, well, I mean, so. this might be the year. Now they made that trade. I mean, they got a few things no, going it's on. No, this year, oh. baby. I, I, I hope, hope so. I hope Sacramento deserves it.
0: Yeah, every year they say it's the year, man. True. True. Um, you know, but my Timberwolves just got out of the cellar they made a big trade for a star so you know maybe the Kings get there too they traded for a star last year exactly um, so I don't know yeah, but, but the Wolves have also traded for this traded for a star before that so
1: which was D'Angelo yep. Russell and they got a first round well, pick Jimmy so Butler before good. that and Jimmy Butler
0: before that they're I would more say aggressive. Jimmy Butler was trading for a star D'Angelo Russell was more like trading for Carol Anthony Towns friend he was an all-star at the time he was coming off an all-star a, season he was two years
1: removed for one and he was a good player Oh, he's one year removed from because uh, because the year before he was with the Nets and that was the KD sure. trade. So, yeah. But yeah, I see your point. Um, those guys, all, all, all of them might make, make some all stars.
0: Uh, that's yeah. a nice predict. But yeah, I mean, that's a... the thing. Like someone, some of these guys are going to have to start making them because like the guys who haven't making them are going to start retiring. Like there's going to be some spots available.
1: Yeah, I don't know if Chris Paul is going to make another all star game next year as he did this year. So we'll see. Um, yeah, I mean, eventually he's gonna run out. Oh, yeah, for sure. But let's take one step further into the realm of predicting uh, In five years, we're gonna this is our new segment We're gonna go through and take these rebuilding teams and We're gonna try to predict where they'll be in five years starting off with the Pistons the players They have drafted who's still gonna be on the roster. How good are they? Where, where, Where in the standings will they be please fortune teller Alec? Show me some insight
0: I think like five years from now, you're looking to be where the Mavs were at this year, um, if you're the Pistons. So, you know, hopefully, you're you've got a conference champ uh, championship appearance under your belt, or at least a second round appearance under your belt. I think um, you've got the star like player in Kate Cunningham. So, really, at this point, you're building upon that. So, I'm hoping five years from now, Jaden Ivey also looks like a really solid player and I'm hoping that Jalen Duran is a top 10 Center in this NBA at this point um wow. and I could definitely see um one of Ivy or Bay getting traded um before then to you know shake things up or you know maybe they draft someone in who replaces one of those guys who knows a lot can change um their opinions on on their team overall. It's going to change a lot over those five years. But I think in general, they're going to have to entice some free agents over. Um, They were able to do it with Jeremy Grant before just by giving him some good money. And I think they can, they can do something like that again um, for like a big man is what they're probably going to have to do. Um, Mm -hmm. I don't know who's going to be their starting power forward in the future. Not Mark. If if they're going to find that guy in the draft, um, that'd be great. I don't know. Maybe they'll trade for Paulo Vanchero in four years. Oh, yeah. (laughs) don't do this to me
1: <laughs> but uh I agree I think Cade's their superstar uh I have so I do think Sadiq Jaden and uh Cade will all still be on the team I'm not gonna I I didn't put too too much stake in Duran or Bagley I didn't think I thought they would either be traded or just gone by this point and not resign so Cade I said all-star superstar he's an undernotes what Ben Simmons was supposed to be and that that that's where I see him as in the in five years, I think he's going to be leading this team. He's going to be doing great. Jaden, that was Ivey.
0: nowhere near the shooter cave is.
1: No, I when he was drafted, he was <laughs> uh uh they not a high volume, but a good shooter, and uh so obviously he's going to be a better shooter. But what he Ben Simmons was drafted on was like they thought he could shoot. I remember in two K seventeen when he, yeah go I back to it, go watch those no. cal, uh, Australia hi, highlights. It's crazy. He got maybe 76ers just have a wall of shooting. Like, you can't shoot <laughs> when you get here. Um, but Jaden Ivey, I said 2015 John Wall. Where uh, aver- uh, about 15 possessions a game. Not as many assists, but uh, he's going to be shooting a little better than him. About uh, league average. So that's where I put him on the skill level. And I think he can certainly get there. And this is it. I do. Could they be better? Could they be worse? Definitely. Uh, but this is, this is uh, more like a mid-level uh, prediction on all these guys on where they can be. So I can I can see I'm averaging about 17 points per game. Uh mainly because I, I expect Cade to be the full superstar and getting twenty-six yeah. close to thirty points per game and that's why he's taking all the possessions. Sadiq yep. Bay, fringe all-star, seventeen points a game. I have him as two thousand nine Rashad Lewis, just an off ball monster. Oh I love seven, Rashad seven, Lewis. Yeah. Seventeen points uh shooting high levels uh, threes shooting at 40%. I, I see him getting there and I, I, like those three alone are the big three and I think they, they're going to pull in like, a like a, a nice vet at that point. Who's only averaging 14 points per game, like a Tobias Harris. Uh, they're going to bring him back or maybe like a Julius Randall in five years. who's going to be 33, 34. So I can see them pulling in one of those guys <laughs> to be their forward and yeah. be like, come here do some work for us. Um, I see. I, I compared them to a fully healthy Nuggets team right now. Uh, that's how I saw them. They still, str- I still think they'll struggle on defense. I think they have certain uh, people to make uh, cover up on that end. But I, they're gonna have enough skill to make it far in the playoffs.
0: See, that's a hard comparison for me. cause I don't even know what like a fully healthy Nuggets team looks like right now.
1: Yeah, I, I, that's fair. That's fair. I mean, I more or less built it off the success, and like, I guess it was it was a. Uh, hard comparison before that my compare i didn't
0: like my comparison so i had to change no, it I, that. that's, no, that's that's fine. no it's fine just. oh i i want to see uh i want to see the nuggets play again but um hopefully the pistons can be a full assembled team and they can be deep like i think that's kind of the issue you run into with these small market teams is that you're not usually very deep um if, because like you don't hit on your draft picks and you're unable to get, get uh good guys from free agency or trades for whatever reason. Um, yeah. so you really do have to hit on draft picks. If you're the Detroit Pistons, um, you got the number one overall pick. You got your star with Kate Cunningham. Um, a lot of people are talking very highly about Jaden Ivy. He looks like it could be a great player, but we don't know yet. Uh, Jalen Duran, I, I like him, but in, most likely scenario is probably going to bust like 90% of big men do. Yeah.
1: Um,
0: Sadiq Bey, I like, but I think like he probably caps out in at some point in terms of his talent. Yeah. So I don't know. But uh, Rashard Lewis is a solid player to have.
1: Yeah. Rashard Lewis is, uh, he went to the finals with the Magic. Yeah. So like, yeah. and they lost. Yeah, they, they,
0: yeah. <laughs> no, <I'm> just kidding.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Stop it. Or at least we went to the
0: finals. <laughs> <laughs>
1: That's true. It's a stat, stat. But, uh, do you see, this this uh pistons team in your head uh in 5 years do you see them contending for a championship
0: i think like um hopefully they'll be like right there i think it depends on like um how well these draft picks pan out and then obviously they're going to make a big swing at some point before this fifth year where they bring in a new guy because that that's just going to happen i think at some point cuz i think They're going to feel some pressure to compete while they have Cade uh, because like they don't want to feel any reason to want to go anywhere.
1: Yeah. Assuming they have vets around them, which is what they should do. I think they will make a con. this team will make a peak out at conference finals. Uh, It's just the lack of a superstar next to them, which certainly they can get. Uh, Could Jade Jade and Ivy get there? I'd say it's really tough play two guard superstars next to each other you know yeah. it's really tough unless you have a such a dominant uh guy like steph curry playing next to Clay thompson he's just st- gonna play a different like role you know it works right.
0: well for clay thompson because like he doesn't need to dribble the ball a bunch he you know gets to his spots but like is a guy like jaden Ivey gonna need the ball in his hands to be effective and it, he
1: how he will need playing off of Cade, because Cade, Cade's the guy. Cade's already said in there. Can he play off of Cade? His shooting numbers have to get a lot better. And granted, yeah. we, he hasn't even played an NBA game, and this is what we're saying, but obviously this is predicting. <laughs> we're already talking about it's it. Just, about it's
0: games. just thinking about, you know, the way Cade plays. You're going to have to go off that and like if you need the ball in your hands a bunch to be effective like you're going to have a hard time on this team like you're going to have to learn how to be effective off ball and yeah. you know i'm sure the pistons know that and they've got to be confident with him as an off-ball player um, otherwise you wouldn't make that pick i think they they definitely still need a good guard next to kate cunningham yeah. but it's just like can he embrace that role
1: yeah i think uh we'll actually get to see what we imagine more or less uh, come to fruition with what's going on with the hawks that'll be a good indication on how well they could do because that's very much the similar uh the similar yeah. archetype that Jaden, ivy and kate are going to grow into is a trey young and uh, obviously they have their differences but trey young and Dejounte murray it's very much yeah. the same vein um yeah. so i'm super excited we'll we'll see if they can make it work then maybe uh jaden and kate can make it work
0: but yeah i think there's not like a perfect formula to building a team. Like um, we talked a bit today about like how to build your contender, but like in reality, you just try to get great players in and you pivot from there. You, you just figure out what you got. And they felt Jaden Ivy was the best player available in the draft. So they took him. So yeah. they're going to see where that goes. Maybe in two years, they're like, yeah, if it's not as great, but Jaden Ivy is still really solid we could trade him for someone decent yeah i mean it happens
1: all the time there's no shy. there's the nothing to shy around in it fit, fit is fit um but uh what do you guys think are the bad boys going to be back in 5 years uh were we wrong about anything tell us how much you love Jaden Ivey. i'm expecting i'm expecting to hear a bunch of slander from you guys cuz i didn't i didn't say he was <laughs> the next uh, mvp russell westbrook but uh yeah, comment below forget. let us know Uh, You got anything else for this episode, Alec? No. I think we're all good. All right. This has been Strictly Ball Business, episode
0: 47. Stay tight. We out. Strictly Ball Business, where we strictly talk basketball. Tune in next time.